And we're back. All Things Sports Podcast, one month anniversary, episode four. Before we jump into our March Madness special, holy shit, Tom Brady coming out of retirement. Did we expect it? what, what, What the hell? What do we think? All I got to say is the GOAT is fucking back and he's ready to win his fucking eighth ring. It is going to fucking happen. Mark my words. I don't know why this surprises anyone. I mean, you really think Tom Brady could just walk away from the game like that when he's still playing at an elite level? I mean, he's still a top, what, at least a top eight quarterback in this league right now. And I mean, in the playoffs, go like winning big games. I mean, I guarantee you he's a – in NFL coaches' minds, still a top five quarterback. There's no way he could hang it up. He's too competitive. He couldn't go out the way he did last season. It's the most diva move of all time. He's obviously the GOAT, but, like, we all knew that he wasn't actually going to retire. I don't know. I mean, I think when it comes down to it, I think, first, Brady is probably the biggest competitor that we've seen out of, like, any athlete. You look at LeBron, you look at Brady, you look at MJ. These guys just simply care about winning. They want to play the game. They love the competition. So that was the first thing. Second thing, when you look at the NFC, that that conference is horrible. I mean, you look at the NFC South, the Falcons suck. The Panthers suck. Yet there is some rumors about Deshaun Watson landing in Carolina, and I think that's a real possibility. Um, and then the Saints are complete trash with now Sean Payton gone. And it's just a conference that easily could be won. I think you have to easily. put the Bucs. The, the Bucs have got to be the favorites. 100% agree. 100% agree, Balo. Could not agree more there. What about the Packers? I'm not worried about the Packers. In the I, don't think, I don't think Tom's losing sleep over Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> the regular season king. And I can tell you, Tom Brady will do anything he can. Take a small salary. He'll probably take $25 million. Maybe something like that. Maybe a little more. Small no. salary, twenty. No, north money, of thirty-five million. I or north of thirty million. I'd say Tom Brady. Maybe. maybe. I mean, his last deal. No, was- I think I honestly think he'll take a cut just to try to win one more time and then be done. He wants to go out in the sunset off a ring like Peyton Manning did. Well, so here's where the bugs come in dilemma. Gronk is all banged up, but I know – I mean, he's going to be back. We're, we, we're going to expect Gronkowski well, to be now back. now he's coming back, yeah, obviously. Godwin obviously wants his money, so the Bucks are also going to have to make a decision on him. They franchise-tagged him, didn't they? He's tagged, but they're working on a long-term deal with him. So oh, I didn't know he got tagged. He did oh, get tagged, so but – All right, so they have all their guys back. Leonard Fournette, they're going to probably pay a small deal. I mean, they're going to get their guys back. That defense is healthy. The, they're, the problem what's interesting, is they though, is – What's they interesting – I don't, I don't, let me, let me finish for a sec, Jack. But, um, Marpet, Ali Marpet, that lineman, they need him. He's an all pro. He just retired. So that's going to hurt them. Jensen's a free agent, too, isn't he? Jensen's also a free agent. He is. They need but I, was, I figured something was up because Godwin was looking for that long term deal. And that's why he was going to, he was set to hit uh, free agency. But then out of nowhere, a few days ago, he just agrees to be franchise tagged when you know he was looking for that. Long term, you can't, you can't agree to be franchise tagged though. He oh, no, he, you, he had you have no choice as a player. No if you get franchise tagged, oh, franchise oh, tag. well, then forget what I was saying. Then, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, like I get that, but it's also like you know, the Bucks weren't even focused on Deshaun Watson, they weren't even focused on like any quarterbacks, like they yeah. just called out their hopes for him. It's like all these other players, 
um, kind of just like sticking with the Bucks, like see what they're going to do. And now all these free agents are probably going to end up going back to running back one more time. So it's sure. crazy, uh, crazy news broke the internet. Um, we're going to dive into one more topic and then we're going to move on to our special Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos. Crazy trade. Who won the trade? First of all, I actually think Seattle didn't get a terrible deal. I don't think they won the trade, but I don't think they got a terrible deal out of it. Do you guys agree with me? I think for both sides, this deal was, I don't think you could say a team won the deal. I think both sides, this helped. Um, Russell Wilson, I mean, I, I think is hands down a top five quarterback in the league. And I think anywhere the guy goes, you got to consider them to win the Super Bowl. Um, you look at Seattle's teams that he took to the Super Bowl. The year they won, their best receiver was Doug Baldwin, I think. I mean, I was just talking about this the other day. I don't, I don't think you can consider Doug Baldwin a Hall of Fame receiver. I mean, he's, he was a good talent, but Russell Wilson made him that guy. Um, the reality is Wilson has really never had great – I mean, that team was very good with his defense, but – Legion of Boom. The guys, the guys, are generational talent. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not taking away from that Seattle team, but he he's a generational player. He can make throws and plays that 90 percent of the quarterbacks in the league can't even think about doing. Um, the only three guys, and I was talking about this earlier. I think I put Josh Allen, Mahomes, and Rodgers. I think those are the only three guys that I'd rather have. And I think there's an argument to be made about Russ to to Rodgers. Um, Deshaun Watson also, I think, is in that category. But R- Russ is a special talent. I, I agree with you. others. I don't think – I'm not hyping him up as much as Balo is. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. But I do think, <laughs> undoubtedly, Russell Wilson's a franchise guy who is a long-term great option at quarterback. He clearly has his team in contention every year. But um, I, the thing is, Den- Denver finally finally pulled the trigger on a move like this. They haven't had a reliable quarterback since Peyton Manning – um, they needed this bad. They're kind of win now, as you can see with that move. But I mean, I, I give up four first rounds, first four first rounders for a franchise QB. Franchise quarterbacks are so valuable. I think it was what two first, three players, and like a second or something like that. And Fant was a first rounder. Fant was a first rounder, yes. But uh, I mean, I think both sides definitely benefited. Seattle knew. Russ was unhappy and had to get rid of him. So far, my bolt, my uh, my hot take from a few weeks ago is two of three right now. I think, but what was that? It was that uh, Russ Watson and Rogers would all be on a new team next season. Uh, Rogers screwed that up for me, but <laughs> Watson's a hundred percent going to be gone. So well, I think you were that, one out of three before you even said that take with Watson. Huh? I said you were one out of three before you even said the pretty take. much. Oh. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So self up with success, baby. Yeah, I don't know. I love the trade for both teams. I think Denver is committed to average quarterbacks the past nine years, and I really think that this has been something that they've been needing to do. For Seattle, they just weren't winning games. They weren't winning with I don't know how, but they weren't winning with Russ Wilson as their quarterback. So it's a good move on both sides, I thought. All right, selection Sunday is today. Bracket came out. Interesting bracket. Very interesting. A lot of surprises, but not really. So let's do um, – let's just go final fours. What do we think so far in regards to who's coming out of each region? Um, I could actually start. How about I start for once? So 
I'm going to go with the fan favorite. So out of the West region, the top left region, I'm going to go with the fan favorite Gonzaga. Uh, I just don't really see any team as dominant as them. I think this is honestly Gonzaga's year to go to the championship. Uh, I love Gonzaga coming out of there, but I wouldn't be surprised if Alabama came out of there or Arkansas, but I got Gonzaga coming out of there. Alabama. Wow. Yeah. Six seed Alabama. I think, I think there's a lot of interesting teams in that bracket because I'm looking at Arkansas and UConn. Those are two teams where I could see them getting hot and making a run to the final four because they can. I love you. They've showed both those teams, their, their record against quad, uh, the like top whatever teams are ridiculous. But at the same time, you know, Arkansas uh, lost to Hofstra early in the year. UConn seems to let, uh, you know, lower lower level teams hang around. I could see either of those two teams losing early because Vermont, Vermont's a tough team. I've seen Vermont's, uh, seen Vermont in that conference tournament. They blow out everyone. Six. They blow out everyone. They're unbelievable. They're nice. New Mexico State can score at will. Those are tough matchups in the first round. So I could see either of them losing first round. But at the same time, both of them have what it takes to beat Gonzaga, hundred percent. So you got, you got to look at teams like Duke and Texas Tech. I mean, you you can't write those two teams off. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, the Blue Devils. Look, I think they're definitely hyped up because it's Coach K's last season. This and that. Um, they're they're a good team. I mean, they 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 probably have five starters that are going to be playing in the NBA. There's too much talent on that team to just bypass them. Um, but I think I, I'm on the same page with Ginge here. Gonzaga is the most dominant team in the league that they should get to the final four out of the side. Yeah. All I, mean, right, I, I don't think Gonzaga's coming out this year. I, I, think, <laughs> I think they're yeah. too vulnerable. I mean, St. Mary's that St. Mary's when I watched them beat them by 14 in the regular season. St. Mary's is a great team. Yeah. But then they played them again and look what happened. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, Gonzaga just overpowers them with their size and everything. But I mean, Gonzaga, I always say it, when you play, you know, in that conference and have about five or six games a year where you're playing top tier talent, I mean, I, I always I always am a big hater in Gonzaga in the tournament. I always think that Look, I agree with you, but I feel like I feel like Mark that conference is slept on. It's it's slept it's, on, it's but it's nothing to be it's nothing to be. It's about. not great. You're yeah. playing a bunch of Mormons and Six two white boys. It's not a great conference, but I just feel like their talent this year should be enough. I think they can easily win it all this year. I think they can win it all every year. I think they're due this year. Mark Few has been to this. He's been on this rodeo way too many times. I feel like at some point this has got to happen. The number one C for a reason, but right, exactly. All right, so let's move. You know, you know, I'm a big Ken Palm guy, and I'm just looking up (laughs) right here. St. Mary's is 16th in the Ken Palm rankings overall. Um, yeah. They're ahead of teams like Illinois, UConn, Arkansas, Vatek, Alabama. I mean, they're they're respected in these rankings. Wisconsin, Michigan. I I, I don't think they're a bad team. So I mean, one had to have one loss in conference that says something. I mean, they're they're a legit squad. Gonzaga. I agree. I, I mean, that's really the best agree. team they play though every year. Besides, you know, those few non-conference games early on, that's the second best team in the conference every year. St. Mary's. And I, is that how many teams is there? Does uh, WCAC have in this three? I think, or is it just them two? They have the one of the no, weakest. San Francisco, San Francisco's in. Yeah, I thought I thought San Francisco made it. 
So it's just three. There's three teams. There's three teams, St. Mary's, San Francisco, and Gonzaga. But there were arguments for, like, other schools. Like, BYU was definitely an argument. Um, Santa Clara even could have been an argument. There's some good teams at conference. Yes, I'm not comparing them to the big five conferences. It's not even close. But the fact that Gonzaga gets this narrative that they don't play anyone throughout the season and then shit them in the tournament, that's stupid. Because Gonzaga, I think, if you look over the last three years, they've been to, I think, two elite elite eights and a championship game yeah so they're 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 a fucking powerhouse of a program and i don't know gonna, why we're yeah i don't know they're yeah. gonna be there in March. i mean it's gonzaga like they're gonna be good um but no they could they could lose i don't know whatever east um this is in my opinion one of the most interesting regions i agree. i don't think baylor is coming out of there i actually think purdue is gonna come out of there i've been saying it all year on the podcast throughout all the weeks. I love Purdue. I love their experience. I love the talent, the big, I love everything about them. I think Matt Painter will finally get it done. And I wouldn't be surprised if UCLA came out of there too. They're both for March, but they did make an improbable run last year. So who knows, but I, I definitely like Purdue to come out of the East. This is a loaded region. I'm looking at it right now. I'm just looking at the bracket for the first time. I mean, you got Baylor, you got Kentucky, who I think is potentially right there with Gonzaga as maybe the best team in the country. Yep. Um, and then you also got UCLA, Purdue. You got the ACC champions in Virginia Tech playing Texas. This is a loaded, loaded, loaded side. I'm looking UNC Marquette. There's a lot of good teams in this side. Um, yeah. If I were to pick a team, I think I'm going with Kentucky. I just think that big dude, what's his name? Ocha Bui or Shibwe. Chibway, I mean, he, he's monster. He's a freaking stud. I mean, uh, and also you look, they're going to probably play Purdue in that sweet 16 if, if it chalks. I don't see how – and the, the, the knock on Purdue is that they don't play defense, right? I, Edie, Eddie yeah. can't play – he can't play great defense in the post. I think Oscar will have his way down there. Um, so I think then they, then they probably get to the Elite Eight. They play a Baylor. And that's a that's a bloodbath. Um, that'll be a great game. Yeah, I'd probably take Kentucky out of that side, but man, the East is loaded. This is where I'm conflicted because I mean, I I think on paper right now, when I I've watched a lot of college basketballs here, I still think I think Baylor is the most complete team in this tournament. Flagler and Akinjo, that backcourt is absolutely lethal. Flagler's experience, he seems to always make a play when it matters. I'm a huge Matthew Meyer fan. And they've got size. They got the green haired dude. I mean, they rebound well. They're talented. They've got so many athletes on that team. It's just, I just don't think it's possible for a team to go back to back in March Madness. I just don't. To win a championship, you're going to have to play great basketball, but you're also going to have to catch breaks along the way. I don't know if Baylor can go back to back, especially in this side of the bracket with all these teams, like Baylor said. And UCLA is another team where, they're scary. I mean, they're built for March. They've got veterans. It's literally the exact same team from last same year. Team, right? I think it's the same same, same five team. starters. Right. But, I mean, the only thing I will say is that Akron team, they play first round, they can score the basketball. I mean, every time I look at an over-under with this team involved in a game, it's at 160. This team is <laughs> – this team can score. So, I mean, whenever you see a team like that in March, if they get hot, it's scary. But – I think that UCLA Baylor Sweet 16 matchup, if it happens, will be possibly the I think the game game of the tournament. But 
you also, I mean, you look, at, you look at their round of 32 game. You got UNC and Marquette facing off in that round. That's, of yeah, that That's scares me too. I think one of those teams, I think the winner of that game is going to be Baylor. I, I don't think it could. I, I wouldn't be it surprised. Could. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I think there's a very good chance that happened. I think Marquette, Marquette probably has a better chance to do that. I think UNC has had its moments. They've been yeah. when it mattered. Um, the reality is I don't think that team is as high as the committee's ranking them. I think they should have been like a 10 or an 11 seed. Um, but we'll see. I mean, that, Wait, who? Just to clarify. UNC. I think oh, okay. Marquette, Marquette's where they should be. Nine yeah. is good okay. for them. Yeah, I, I was sure. actually – I was mentioned to Balo earlier um, off the air, obviously. I was saying it. I don't remember the last time a team has gone through and won their conference and gone on to also win the national championship. And that's what scares me about teams like Kansas and Arizona and – you know, Virginia Tech even, I, I see as Virginia Tech can give people problems. But at the same time, it's like Virginia Tech just played five straight days, five straight, a mac, like the best stretch of basketball they've ever played. Sometimes I wonder, like, ha- have they used up all their, you know, all their magic a little too early? Or because some teams like Baylor lost in their first game, you know, they're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder and they're going to they're going to be playing with energy. But hey, that's it's just kind of a crazy stat, Jack. Wait, mm-hmm. Teams that don't win the conference tournament haven't won March Madness. No, I'm saying teams. I'm saying teams that won the conference tournament. I'm saying it worries me. Like, like I said, picking Baylor to win back-to-back national titles. It's like when I when I think about Kansas, I think they could win it all. I think Arizona's talented enough to win it all. But then I think about these guys just went on a great stretch and won a championship in their conference. Do they still have enough less in the tank, enough magic left in to win a, nat- a national championship? Because I don't yeah. know the last time a team's done both. So I actually was just having this talk with um, my boy JJ, Ginge knows Jack. You guys, you know JJ. We were just talking about this, and since 2015, only one team has won their conference tournament and won the NCAA double to- NCAA the- that NCAA right. tournament, and it was that's I- crazy. I'm telling yeah. you. You go down the line, it was 2018 Villanova when they beat Michigan. Um, it it doesn't happen. I was shocked at that, but JJ, JJ was convinced. He was like, teams that win the conference title don't typically and, win and, the tournament. And if you recall, UVA had that unbelievable run in the ACC tournament, Man, won the championship by like 12 yeah. points, and then they yeah. lose to UMBC in the first round. First round. Mm-hmm. First round. Wow. It's one of those well, things where it's like it has nothing to do with, you know, their talent or their capability of winning at all. It's just like, you know, mentally, like you're coming off this this huge high just to be humbled in the first round. Like you never know. Well, I mean, that's, that's the, also the thing about this, right. We're talking about a single elimination tournament, right? There is a ton of luck that goes into this. So much. There's to win the title. Yes. You may be the best team in the country, but there's luck along the way, right? It's not always the best oh, team in the country. That Buzzer wins beaters. Money. I mean, this is March we're talking about, seen. bro. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a great product. We're going to see some parody. I mean, it, it, the reality is it's, it's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun I to watch. This year, is wi- this year is wide open. Wide, wide open. open. But let's go to the next region. Yeah, I see a lot of upsets happening. But so the next region, South, what do we like here? I'll let one of you go. This is actually why I brought this point up, because when I look at this side of the bracket, the first thing, the team that I love, I've been saying it all year, 
I love this Tennessee Vols team. They are tough. They can defend. They're balanced at scoring. They have size. They also have shooters. I mean, they have anything you could ask for from a championship team. But again, they just had a great – they beat Kentucky. They just won their tournament. They just won the SEC. I'm worried, like, you know, they're due to have an off night. They're due Mm -hmm. to have a bad game at some point. I'm just – I always think about that. But Arizona, they just won their conference. But, my God, they are talented. They just – they looked like the better team against UCLA. You could tell. Villanova Uh, also. There's a lot of teams. But I actually will say – I don't know if you want me to say. I guess I no. Have save, it, save, it, save it. Save it. Save it. Save it. All right. I know. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna. All I'm gonna say is Villanova. I think most overrated team in the country. I'll wow. say it right now. Wow. They cannot score the basketball, and sometimes on offense, they look so stagnant because your hot takes gonna Colin Gillespie. I, I like Colin Gillespie, but I wouldn't consider him a kind of guy that's. He's not gonna. He's not scaring me on, in any ways on offense. He's not. He's not beating his man off the dribble. He's not gonna score too much. I mean, even in his stretch in the Big East tournament, he didn't even average double digits. I'm pretty sure. Um, Justin Moore, I like him. He's got size, but they all live and die by the three. This is a team that boy, takes. By the way, this team. Yeah, he went to Dematha. This team takes as many threes as anyone in the country, and they literally live or die by the three. So I, I think one off night and they're making tea times at the local golf course. <laughs> the one thing I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I think Villanova is a great team. I, I definitely agree with you that they are heavily reliant on the three ball. And likewise in that region, you see Illinois, they're a similar team where if they're not shooting the rock, well, they're going to have a hard time winning games. Um, but the one thing I love about Villanova is they, they lead the league in free throw percentage, and they actually have the yeah. highest percentage ever in NCAA that. history. Yeah. They, that shoot, yeah. they shoot 84% as a team from the free throw line. That's freaking incredible. And when it comes down the line, down the stretch, when you need to make two shots, they're pretty much going to get that every single time. So they put away games. Let me ask you this, though. Do they have Sister Jean? <laughs> don't have Sister Jean. Second round. <laughs> Second round, Sister Jean will be waiting there with her Bible praying. <laughs> and I don't I you can't bet against you can't bet against God. I mean, Sister Jean will find a way. <laughs> this team every year in March Madness, dude. Every year. They're, they're first Sister time. They do, they do always find a way. As Sister long Jean, as Sister Jean is alive, she's alive. Chicago alive well. is not losing first round. I guarantee you that. Sister Jean's gonna be there. She's alive still. If she, I, I, don't I quote me on that. Out. Don't quote me on that, but if Sister Jean is still still has a pulse, she is one hundred and two. They will be alive. a second. They will be a second weekend team if she is alive. She's alive and she's one hundred and two years old, and what she will a, be as in a second weekend still alive. What a woman! What a woman! That team. Uh, what is your take on this, Ginge? I well, I. I I agree and disagree with your Villanova take. I think Gillespie, I mean, look, he's playing his 200th game. He's in his fifth year. He's playing his 200th game. I think his experience is enough to qualify him as a good player in March. I don't love Villanova. Everything oh, yeah. you're saying about them living and dying by the three, I totally agree with. I think the most overrated team in this region is Ohio State. I think they're definitely yeah. losing first round. I think Maryland, Maryland Terrapins are honestly a better team than Ohio State. I, I don't, I don't love the way they play. Liddell is a great player. I just, 
It was a little biased in that statement, boys. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Maybe that maybe that's not true. But I don't like OSU. If I had to pick a team to come out of there, I love Tennessee. I love what they just did in the conference tournament. Obviously, Arizona. We didn't even mention once they're there. They're good. Um, yeah, I, I like Houston. I think Illinois is a risky team, also, but wouldn't be surprised if Kofi gets it going. I, I don't know. I think yeah. it's all up for grabs, but I think Tennessee would be my pick to come out of there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if any of the other teams that I mentioned besides OSU. Illinois, but Illinois is the one team in that in that region. If they get hot, and I know they lost their first game to Indiana in that Big Ten tournament. That's a scary team. You got Trent Frazier. Frazier is money. You got a bunch of shooters. What's that? Plummer, I think his last name is. He he can knock it down from anywhere. That team, they're like eight man deep. They're they're a solid team. If they're get if they get the ball rolling, don't be surprised if Arizona's not not dancing the, in the final four because that's gonna be a tough Sweet Sixteen game for them. Yeah, I agree. That's another yeah. team that's just a matchup nightmare. If Kofi's got it going and the shooters are hitting shots from outside, they're scary. But yeah. I forgot to mention when I was talking, I think my favorite mid major team that's in this tournament, the most dangerous team is uab they got that point guard jelly you know Je- whatever yeah dude jelly and i was also yeah. saying I, I don't think houston's all that i think no see i hate that I, I don't think they can score like that they're very athletic they can defend they have the experience from going to the final four was that a year ago or two years ago that was Houston's a great team. Three last years year. ago no it was last year oh, it was last, last year, year but it was Houston last Oregon State UAB. UAB can score the basketball, and if they're hitting shots from the outside, it's going to be very tough for Houston to keep up with them. And I honestly think that's an upset alert right there. They're not beating Houston. I'm not. I'm not. I I mean, Houston's a solid squad. They're a great squad. The fact that they're a five, in my opinion, is wild. I mean, they're they're in my opinion, they should be a. I think that I thought they were going to be a three seed. They just won their conference. You know, I'm a Ken Palm guy. They're fourth in Ken Palm. They're they're a great team. Um, Kyler Edwards is nice. And it's a senior year, too. I don't they know. just lost, I, though. Who is the player that, that that just got hurt for them? He's out for the tournament. I forget his name. Um, I got I to look so because I know who you're talking about. Um, I forget his name. It, this pisses me off. I don't know. Jack, you know what I'm talking about or no? No, I don't. I forget. Whatever. But look, I, I think it'll I mean Jack Jack's taking UAB in that one, I guess. It's a five twelve <laughs> classic upset. So I think if it if it's Houston versus Illinois, that's a battle test in the round of thirty-two to play probably Arizona. Um that Seton Hall TCU game is interesting, but I don't really see either team probably beating Arizona. Um, this is this is a loaded side though, man. Yo, you're talking about Marcus Sasser, by the way. Marcus that's Sasser, that's it. You're right. talking about him. Yeah, that that's a big loss for them. But Houston's another team that I'm not going to be shocked if they're getting the second weekend. In my opinion, they're they're a great squad. Um, you, I could probably pick six teams in this conference that in this side of the region that I <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if they went to the final four. This so, is what I agree with that. Houston. Here's a stat about Houston that I was looking for. Houston this year against ranked opponents is 0-2. The only two ranked teams they've played were Wisconsin early in the year. Granted, they only lost by two. That that, that game they choked away, too. They I did. But then 
Alabama was ranked at the time when Houston played them. Alabama is not ranked anymore, but Alabama also beat Houston. So it's like they haven't played – like they've had a pretty Memphis, even schedule. Memphis has been ranked though, no? Well, not at the times when they've played them. So, I mean, you can count that, yeah. Well, Memphis also beat them twice. Memphis so. Memphis has beat – yeah, exactly. I'm saying they, they haven't it, – it's – you know, you can't really say much because they haven't played a, a top-tier schedule like a lot of these teams. But, I mean – I just think UAB is a scary, scary first-round matchup. And if you saw that guy Jelly's post-game interview after winning the championship. He's sick. He's sick. My guy. I agree with you. He convinced me. I agree with you also, though, on that, because in my opinion, that American conference is one of the biggest jokes in D1 bat. I mean, that's a joke of a conference. We could play in that conference. I mean, that that, that, that conference, they they don't play anyone all year. So I, I hear you on that. I think for sure, going back to that Gonzaga conference, the West Coast conference is far and away better than American. In my yeah, opinion. well, yeah. Far and yeah. away. Um, Not saying much, but yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if I'm going to take a Final Four for this side, <laughs> it's tough because I, I love, like I said with Jack, the Tennessee Vols. I actually had a future mm-hmm. on that, that I hit today. Plus 420 to win the SEC title, so that was a nice okay. hit for the vault here. Um, I think – I. I think I would go with Villanova just because I think that team has a lot of scores. They get it done at the line. I think they play solid defense. That that's a solid team. But like I said, there's six or seven teams I could really not be shocked about going to the Final Four in the side. Yeah, there's there's a lot of teams. I think I think I'm gonna put Tennessee in there, even though it scares me about their conference. Um, that Arizona Illinois game is gonna be the most interesting game to watch for in this bracket. And I am not even thinking twice about Villanova because they'll be gone after the first weekend. <laughs> wait till wait till you see my hot take. That's all. Oh, we're excited for that. All right, let's go to the last region, the Midwest. In my opinion, this has to be one of the weaker weaker regions in comparison to the other ones. But a lot of interesting matchups here. A lot of interesting games. What do we like here? I'll let one of you start. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, so I was looking at this region, and in my opinion, the top four schools in this side are just simply weak. Um, Mm -hmm. Kansas, I've been a Kansas guy this season. I like them. They're a great offensive team. They have a ton of scorers. Oche Abaji, McCormick, Ryan Braun. They have that transfer. I forget his name is, but he was supposed to be Big 12 player of the year. I'm blanking on his name. Who is it? He comes off the bench. None of you guys can pull it on on Kansas. Kansas, yeah, transferred from. Where did he transfer from? He was number one in the portal. I don't know. I can't. I can't remember his name. Point guard. Uh-huh. If he gets going. Oh, Remy Martin. Remy, Remy Martin. Martin. Remy Martin. Yeah, I don't know why I was. Yeah, I, I for some reason I was thinking I was he started. Too. I don't know why I was thinking he doesn't that. start. Yeah, right. I know. Remy he comes Martin off the bench. Comes off the bench. He was number one in the transfer portal. I actually just looked up the stat the other day. He was the favorite to win Big 12 Player of the Year before the season started. Dude, he was – yeah, I mean, he was averaging 19 a game the past two years. Well, right, he had right. the ultimate green light at Arizona State who wasn't right. – Right, that's – yeah, right. Yeah, that's he, he's – Different, different I mean, situation, right? He'll pull it from anywhere. He can create. He's quick. Right. Scrappy little guard. Veteran He's got a ton of scores. That's the reality with Kansas. So many. So many. The problem with them is they're not because they don't – they're not a defensive team, right? They, they give up a lot of points every game. I think it was they showed against Texas Tech that they can play defense. They held them, I think, to around 60 points. Um, and that, that was a big win for them. But like we were talking about, comp winners don't tend to do well in the tournament. So 
getting to that final four. We'll see. Um, going down the list, though, Providence. 100% to South Dakota State. That is a great team. It's playing basketball. I do not see them winning that game. Wisconsin also, I think, is another one of those teams that down the stretch, they've won a lot of close games, but I, they don't have great metrics. Their team, Johnny Davis is hurt. Um, I don't love that team. There's just not many good teams in this side. I lo- I do like Auburn, though. you got a guy like Jabari Smith. I mean, I, you guys know how I feel about him. He's a generational player. Get yeah. him the freaking rock. He will get buckets during March. Mm-hmm. So that, that's another team to watch out for. But this is a great squad. And I, I didn't even see Iowa's in there. This is yeah, this, Iowa is there. Iowa's a five there. seed somehow. Who knows how they're a five seed? But. I are you done, Bale? You still yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'd like I to- honestly think I think Iowa could easily make a run to the final four with the way they play. They've got shooters everywhere. I saw they had I think they had two turnovers in the first 30 minutes of that game. They, they don't turn the ball over ever. Yeah. Bohannon's probably 36. I mean, this team, <laughs> this team is made for March. They're made for March. Hair at this point. They're playing close games. And the, the bottom of the brackets where it gets interesting because Auburn, they've got a lot of talent. I think Jabari Smith is going to be a star in the NBA one day. I, I love that guy. But, I mean. They don't give him the ball, though. I don't they're very. It. They don't give the ball, but they're very. Takes himself like all. They the let time. teams stick around too much, and I, I don't like that. And honestly, Wisconsin, I've I've vouched for all season. I think they're a tough, defensive-minded team. Another kind of team that doesn't turn it over. Great free throw shooting. The great three-point shooting. They don't have much size. That's that scares me a little bit. But Auburn. I was worried. No, Wisconsin. I was worried about early round upsets for Wisconsin. That's the thing with them. And they play a Colgate team who is literally structured as a Walmart Walmart brand version of Wisconsin. They literally play the same style of basketball. They slow it down. I don't think Wisconsin has any trouble with them. And then LSU and Iowa State, neither of those two teams scare me in any way, especially for Wisconsin, the way they defend. I honestly think it's going to come down to Wisconsin versus Auburn. And Auburn's way more talented, but just the way they play, I, I really think Wisconsin just got the luck of the draw and got an absolute perfect draw for them, I let mean, alone their, their first two games are in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. They're playing in Wisconsin. Shit. I the think one- Wisconsin made this bracket. How yeah. did they get a 3C, too? I think, honestly, I, I haven't fit on my bracket yet, but the craziest thing is I think as of right now, I would put Wisconsin in my Final Four oh. just because of their draw. I don't. Who, I don't think who on Wisco, Jack? Who on Wisco is going to be stopping Jabari Smith when it comes down? To that? I, I don't know if that's possible. They're going to help. The thing is, they play great team they defense. Do, they they, do, when they, they when that ball goes to the post, if they've got a mismatch, which they probably will, they're going to double that, get the ball out of his hands, and they recover. I mean, their team defense. They've played Purdue. They 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 play in the Big Ten. They've played some great players. I mean, that's true. They, they know how to key in on a guy and stop him as a team. They don't need to. They don't need yeah, one guy to just take him out of the game because no one's stopping Jabari one-on-one, just erasing him. So, Well, here's another interesting thing. It's, it's like LSU, right, with, 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 with what's going on with them, with Will Wade being fired, do, are they a team that plays inspired basketball and says, Why, what do we have to lose? Let's, let's, go, let's take a run without our coach. Or are they just hanging it up? I don't think so. I I don't care. The fact that they don't have a coach is not going to help. I mean, look, 
this the LSU team, they've beaten some good teams this year. They're they're a solid team in the SEC. Um, they play also great defense. The one knock I have on LSU is I don't think they have that guy like a Johnny Davis who, when you need a bucket at the end of the game, you can yeah. go to that guy. Um, they have that point guard light skin kid. I think his last name's Pinson. I'm, I'm blanking on names, but they don't really have a guy that you could go at the end and say, we're going to yeah, get Xavier, Xavier Pinson. You're right. Xavier picks. He, look, he's good, but they're a team that I, I think they can give Wisco some trouble when it comes down to it. I'm not saying I think they'd win that game, but I wouldn't be shocked if they're in the second weekend. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah. I just don't think, I don't think, um, anything special of LSU. I'm not, I'm not too, I, I don't think that it's impossible for them to make a little run, but another little sleeper team I'm looking at in this region. And this team has kind of stood out to me in the last, last, last month, San Diego state. That is one solid team out there in, in the West really? coast. Um, they play hard nosed defense. I think I'm going to look right here. Yep. So in Ken Palm, they're number two in terms of adjusted defense. They are a defensive team. They play solid hoops. They just lost on a heartbreaker to Boise State in that championship game. But don't be surprised in, in the round of 32 if they pull an upset against Kansas because that, that's a team that could, that could give Kansas some problems if they're not scoring well. Yeah. They also have a former Terp, Ginge. I don't know if you know. Josh Tamaya comes off the Yeah, bench. he's ass, though. <laughs> he's terrible. He's terrible. <laughs> but, I mean... That, that's that's also a good program, right? That they've got a history of doing well in the tournament. I really yeah, want to it's been the one seed a lot in uh, in their conference. I don't know. They, they are a good team. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I mean, look, you gotta love Auburn. Obviously, you gotta love Kansas. But I've been saying this all along. Iowa, this is their year. Um, we've all agreed how how lethal they are. Um, we saw the performance. He's a stud, and then you have Bohannon in there, who's a, a bet at this point. I mean, this is fifth year, and McCaffrey you got him. McCaffrey, they, they're loaded, and I see Iowa coming out of there. I love you, Miami. I do love you, Miami, as the ten seed right there. I honestly think they can potentially beat Auburn. It's a little bit of a long shot, but I love you, Miami. Um, Chance. I love South Dakota State beating Providence. I, I love – Oh, South Dakota State is – I mean, I think that's the biggest program. biggest lock of the upset of the year. Oh, yeah. I mean, Providence has to be one of the most overrated teams in college basketball. But, yeah, I do like Iowa. I'm sick to what I've been saying all this time. I think this is a Big Ten March Madness winner. So, that's what The I only problem I now have with kind of like this Providence narrative – is everyone kind of gives them this name that they've just been lucky all year and they've won all these close games. And I've, I've definitely been a Providence hater most of the season, but there's still a team that you really can't count out out of being this in the second weekend. Um, that, that South Dakota matchup though, that's going to be a tough matchup because that's the thing. I think it's got a terrible matchup because yeah, South Dakota right. state is not, they're always in a tournament and they always, They've they've pulled off some upsets in the last ten years, but yeah, I think Providence. If I'm their coach, I'm just relaying that narrative to the, his players every day, saying no one thinks you guys are anything. You're right. 28 and four, and you still got a four seed. No one's giving them credit for anything. 
I do think there's going to be a lot of fuel to the fire and a lot of teams, you know, come out when you're a one and two seed playing a 15 or 16 seed and everyone expects you to win. You have so much more to lose than you do to gain. And I think Providence is one of those teams that's going to really be playing with a chip on their shoulder. So that's a really interesting game, but my God, did the committee do them dirty with that matchup? Because South yeah. Dakota State can play. I mean, they're they 30. Have to, yeah. They're right. the most that's a motivated team. team in college basketball right now. I mean, imagine right. being one so of the top are, teams, but whatever. Who are your guys' picks out of that region? I said Iowa. Oof. I got Iowa. I'm saying Wisco. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride strong with, with my Jayhawks. Um, I, I think they're the best team in, in this side. Auburn, I think, would be the one team that could give them a lot of trouble. And I was another team that, that plays very good basketball. Um, but I'm going to go rock chalk. Oche Abaji, I think he should be a Big 12 player of the year. He's a freaking stud. You got David McCormick, who's a lockdown guy in the paint. They just have a lot of guys who can score, defend, can really get things done. And Bill Self, I know he hasn't had a great tournament track record since he had Mario Chalmers in that run to win the title, but they're a team I wouldn't be shocked going to the Final Four. Absolutely. Totally agree. I agree. Okay, next topic. Um, which one or two seed do we think will lose in the first or second round? Let's – I don't know. This is a tough one. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to mm. probably say the more popular answer, I think. Don't well, – I know we know Jack's answer, but I'm going to say Duke. I understand that this is set up for them this year. Coach K last year, whatever, playing in green, but whatever. But at the end of the day, we saw what happened in the most pressured game of the year versus UNC in Cameron, Coach K's last game. It's one thing to have a team to say that, you know, this is their year and everything's going to go their way, but they actually have to go and win the game. And I love Paulo. I love Keels. Mark Williams, uh, they're great players, but I think as a team, Duke has consistently proved, aside from the winning in 2015, they've consistently proved that they're not the best team in March. They usually have the younger guys. They don't have the experienced guys. They have the raw talent, but to be a good team in March, they need more experience. I don't love them this year. Um, If I had to pick a one or two seed to lose in the first or second round, I'm going to go to This is tough. tough. I'm trying to think of a team because I think the committee did a good job with those top eight seeds. I think the top eight are where they should be. I think the one argument you could make was throwing Tennessee in there instead of Duke as a two. Um, I'm trying to think. I I think maybe if I were to take a team, I think maybe I would say – I would maybe say Kansas. And I know I just said I think they can go to the Final Four, but – I think if you look at that 8-9 seed matchup versus San Diego State and Creighton, if San Diego State does, in fact, win that game, that's going to be a battle test for them in the round of 32. They play tough defense. That's not a team I like Kansas playing. Um, if, they, if that matchup were to happen, I think that, that'll be a tough game for them. I still think Kansas does win, but I think there's, there's a lot of weaknesses to that team defensively. So I think they, they could potentially lose that game in the round of 32. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go. Can I just say my hot take now? Because I might as well go ahead. Go ahead. Villanova, I'm not just going to say they're not making it to the second weekend. You heard it here. 
The Delaware Blue Hens are winning the first round game against Villanova. I guarantee you that. Villanova is the most overrated team in the country. If the shot's not falling from deep, my God, wave the white flag because they're not beating you in the paint. And what are they going to have Gillespie and Justin Moore post up? Because that's what they try to do when they try to get a basket. Granted, Justin Moore did put the game away in the Big East Championship with that post up on the little white dude O'Connell from Creighton. But that's it for them. That's their offense. And I look at Delaware. The one knock on Delaware is they've got this guy, Painter, this big white forward who's pretty good. But the knock on Delaware is they don't really have the elite, you know, front court to compete with these uh, power five teams. Villanova does not scare you in the paint at all. Delaware plays a pretty similar brand of basketball. They've got some good guard play and they can shoot it from deep. I think Delaware gives them all they can handle. And that's a local rivalry. I I really, really think Delaware wins this game. I think Villanova is coming off that conference win, you know, coasting with all that confidence and whatever they are upset prone. And I'll tell you one thing, even if they do squeak past them, sister Jean and Loyola Chicago, They'll be saying the Our Father while they beat him by 20 because Villanova is not getting past Delaware and Loyola Chicago. So I'm not worried about Villanova. I, I'm going to ask maybe – I'll see if their players want to golf next week with me, but they're not playing in two weeks. There's a lot of Villanova hate. Woo! A lot of Villanova hate. I guess that leads thing, us into our hot take. Yeah, yeah, Ryan. Another thing that I'll say about Villanova, and I think you guys would all agree, I think Jay Wright – has got to be arguably the best coach in college basketball. I, I mean, agree with that. I agree gets, with that. He gets his guys ready for March. I mean, that is a team that has, I don't know, maybe in the last day, they've won two out of the last five titles. They're, they're, they're just a powerhouse of a school. Um, that's a great Obviously. take, but, I mean, hey, 16-point underdog. I just look, Delaware Blue Hens. You heard it here first. <laughs> Outright winners. Make them some money, Farone. Make them some money. <laughs> I'll be taking money line. Trust me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that leads, us in, that leads us into our hot takes right there. We already heard Jack's. My hot take. I don't know if this is that hot of a take or not, considering it's March Madness, but I'm going to say that only two number one seeds will end up making it to the Sweet 16. I like that. I don't know how hot that is, though. That's, that's pretty hot. I think two number one seeds will lose by the Sweet 16. That's really hot. Yeah. Which ones are you tell? Which ones are you picking? Uh, I well, I think I think Arizona is one hundred percent winning, and I think Gonzaga is one hundred percent winning. So I'm going to say Baylor, Baylor, Kansas. Baylor, but but I think it's a toss up between Arizona and Kansas. I think Gonzaga is a lock. I think Gonzaga is definitely a lock. I think Arizona and Kansas. You can go either way. I think one of them will lose. I have Baylor one hundred percent losing to North Carolina or like Marquette, whatever, whoever it is. Yeah. So I didn't really come on here prepared for a hot take, to be honest with everyone. Um, oh, don't let us down. But I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think the South Dakota State Jackrabbits are going to be in the second weekend of March, and you're going to find them in the Sweet 16, boys. This is, wow. a team, this is a team that year in, year out, they're getting bids. They're, they're, they're scrappy. 30-4. and four. I don't think they lost a game in conference. They play Providence. That second game, they're going to have to play the winner of Richmond, Iowa. I think that they're a team I will definitely not be surprised being in that second weekend. And I actually just got a chance to look at the line in that first game. 
They're plus two, two point underdogs against Providence, who I think only lost two, two games the whole season in the Big East. So Vegas knows something. Count them in. Look at Saturday. The South Dakota Sat- Jackrabbits will be there. Love that. All right, well, I, since I don't have – I like Bale's hot take a lot, actually. I like both your hot takes. I think South Dakota State is no joke, and I think a lot of the 8-9 matchups or the – or, well, yours is the one seed. A lot of the 8-9 matchups, I could see those teams, you know, giving a serious run to those one seeds. But I'm just going to further explain my uh, my take a little more also. I, I don't think the Big East is very good. I, I don't think they're bad. They're just it's overrated. An, they're an average conference. They're very overrated. I'm looking at teams Villanova's played, and you look at the ranked teams they've played. UConn, they won two of three. Okay, like UConn's pretty pretty talented. No, nothing to scoff over. Um, they beat Xavier. Xavier does not is is nothing really. And who was the other ranked team they beat? Um, Providence. They they beat Providence both times by a slim margin. Again. We're talking about all very, very great teams. No, they beat UConn two of three. But then I look at the non-conference schedule. They beat Tennessee by 15 early in the year, but Tennessee was not the same team early. The other non-conference games, they got beaten by 10 by UCLA, beaten handily by Purdue. They played Baylor and scored a whopping 36 points in the entire game. 36 points in 40 minutes, less than a point a minute. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, James Harden, James Harden almost averaged 36 a few years ago. They lost by 21 to Baylor, and they played Syracuse, beat them by 12, but only put up 67 points against a soft 2-3 two, two, zone where if you can shoot the three ball, my God, that should just be a, an offensive player's biggest dream. They are not they are not as good as people hype them up to be, and they just won a lot of close games. They barely beat Creighton. They won a bunch of games in the Big East tournament. They're coming off that high. I don't think they're nearly as good as people give them credit for. And Delaware is hungry. I, I'm a big Towson fan, obviously, and I saw that team just come in and rip our hearts out. But Delaware is no joke, and I think if Villanova is, not, is struggling from deep, Delaware has a very good chance. But it, like I said, if they beat Delaware, Loyal Chicago, forget forget about it. I mean, Villanova is no chance, baby. You guys are writing off Ohio State completely. It seems like I'm writing them off completely, completely. Oh, dude, it's sister. I don't Jean. know. I mean, Two words: sister Jean. Yep, yeah, that's all it and takes. What can you say? What can you say to sister Jean? <laughs> I don't really have anything to say, but I mean, nothing I, I know, to say. I know one thing. I know EJ Liddell can play basketball, and I know that they're not going to go down without a fight. Um, but I did. I actually just took a look at that line. The Loyola Chicago. I think they're the Wolves, or I don't know what their mascot they're is. The Ramblers, Ramblers, right? Ramblers, Ramblers come sure. on. Ramblers. The Loyola Chicago Ramblers are one and a half point favorites against Ohio State. Their favorite. Wow. Uh, Sister Jean can move lines too. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they All close right. at three. So that leads us into our last topic. Who's winning it all? Who's taking it home? Who it's a good question. It? See, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead. This is not going to be like a hot take by any means. The, the Gonzaga Bulldogs are winning the tournament. I mean – they get this narrative every single season that they play nobody. They're never here in March. 
They never get it done. They're choke artists, yada, yada, yada. You have the best front court far and away in college basketball with Chet and Drew Timmy. You got Nebhard, who was there on that championship team last year, leading at, at the point guard. They're a complete team. Mark Few, I think, is a top five coach in the whole NCAA. I don't really think there's any team that is on paper as good as they are. So, in my opinion, this is their year. They're going to get it done. Write them in. Gonzaga Bulldogs, they will be your national champions. If they don't win this year, I actually don't know when they're going to win. And we probably said that last year and the year before. The thing, year is, before. The thing is, it's like, look at the history. Like, they have great tournament success. Mark Few gets these guys ready. I know they lost to Baylor last year in the championship. But I think they were in the lead eight the two previous years. They, 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 they make deep runs in March. And I know every year they're the number one seed and people expect them to win. It's going to get done at some point. And the, the reality is this is a hard tournament to win. There's a lot of things that have to go your way. It's a single elimination. You're not playing series. So the reality is anyone can fucking win this tournament. But if I were to take one team to get it done, it's, it's the Gonzaga Bulldogs. They're the best team in the country. I agree. And if it's not them, I think it's going to be Purdue. I've been saying this all along. Obviously, I think they have everything you need with experience, with a go-to guy like Jaden Ivey. you got the two best big men. Probably one of the – imagine if they're playing together. I mean, they're lethal. Uh, I love Purdue this year, but I agree with Melo. I think this is Gonzaga's year. I, I hope, because if this isn't the year, I don't know when it will be. Um, but Purdue will definitely make the final four, in my opinion, and can win it all soon. So those are two teams I like. Now, here's the thing. I I want to say Tennessee so badly. I'll, if they lost today, I would be sitting up here saying Tennessee's winning it all. I, I don't know because part of me feels like I said. Love the balls. It's very, it's very hard to win a, win a national championship after winning your conference. They also won the regular season title for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um in school history, I think, or, or however long they want to share with it. I, I don't know. I feel like I just, it scares me. I feel like they might be due for a loss. But right now, if I have to pick someone, I, I'm putting Tennessee or another team. If, I, if I'm not saying Tennessee, the other team that I really think is due to make a run who has unfinished business is UCLA. Just because the experience and their brand of basketball – and the only thing that scares me with them is I don't – that Baylor game is going to be really tough in the Sweet 16. But if they get past that, I'm not worried about Kentucky or Purdue for them. I think UCLA beats Kentucky or Purdue. I, yeah, I think they beat Purdue, I'm telling you. But um, ba- Baylor's the one thing that worries me about UCLA. So Kentucky's, Kentucky's a scarier team than uh, Purdue, in my opinion, for UCLA. Yeah. Talent-wise, yes. But I, I think – Watch that Kentucky game against Tennessee. When their three-point shot is not falling, it just is it's an yeah. ugly game of basketball. That region's definitely, I think, the most my I, thing I is the best region. My thing is going back to the Boilermakers, and you guys know I've talked about this. I can't understand why Matt Painter doesn't play Eddie and Travion Williams on the floor. I know, and I feel like we might see it. I feel like we might see it in a couple of games. Oh, no, I we, don't know. We won't see it. He hasn't done it once this you year. You don't bring that out out of nowhere. It's, it's I don't know. I, I know. I just wanted that. They don't know how to play so together. Bad. Clearly, they never play together. Well, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like,
that we lost. You are, you're arguably with yeah. the best two front. You, you have the second best front court right away, throwing them in there together. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they doing it? Throwing them in with Jay Ivey. That'd be I an think it's because Williams point. is so used to playing the five because he did last. I don't know, honestly. Right. That's the one thing with Purdue. They have shooters. I like Stefanovic. Purdue is a team that when they're hot, they're good. They're legit. Um, maybe maybe to losing today to Iowa puts a chip on their shoulder too to to make a run deep in March. Um, I, I I still like Kentucky more in, in that in that side. I think you look at their guard play and you look at Oscar Chiway. That's a solid solid squad. Calipari in March. That that's yeah. a loaded side, honestly. I'm looking at it. All all these teams, man. This is a great, great tournament we're gonna have ahead of us here, boys. Yeah. And we could we could sit here talking about this and that, what we think. The reality is no one knows what's gonna happen in this tournament. It's gonna be shock, shocking all weekend long. I'm just ready to eat my popcorn and enjoy this shit. This has been the longest episode by far. It's been almost an hour at this point. So that just shows yeah. that we're March excited is here. We're, we're excited. We're excited. I mean, excited. I'm gonna fill out a million brackets and be wrong in every single mm-hmm. one. So let's yep. go march. <laughs> I'm gonna be wrong in every one, but I will not be wrong about the villain of a wildcat. Ah, all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening in. We'll see you guys next week. And tis the season, baby. Let's Sister go. Jean, if you're watching, I love you. Bolt locks if you want some free winners during the tournament, boys.